When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey yo, welcome into CHGO White Sox Podcast, presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Welcome into the CHGO studios here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Alongside me today is our CHGO White Sox beat writer, Vinny Duber. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. And today we'll be joined by the man in the bubble, Herb Lawrence. Uh, you can follow. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. What's up, Herb? What's going on? Why are you, why are you in the bubble today? Um, we have a person here who is sick. It is not me. And so instead of exposing the rest of you guys to maybe a potential illness, I am not sick myself. But, you know, I just want to be more cautious than we were before this whole thing started. And it's not COVID, by the way, guys. So we're all good here. Well, best of luck to uh, the people that are, uh, un- you know, hopefully Ziggy is doing all right. Uh, you know, Ziggy probably he's, uh, real- he's always a jerk. <laughs> probably real banged up. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm real jealous of the shirt. That's the first thing I want to get to with you for Vinny, uh, uh, Herb. Uh, I don't know who, who I'm talking to today. Uh, we'll talk to uh, Herb. Uh, how's the shirt fit? Uh, you got the first CHGO locker uh, delivery to your house. Repping the sky today. How's it fit? Fits really well. Like, uh, I don't know if blue is my color, but it's a lot of people's color. This is nice. It fits perfectly. It's perfectly soft. And I didn't realize when I bought it that it spells out sky with the buildings of Chicago. Yeah. (laughs) I think they did that on purpose. Yeah, I know. The Smith, (laughs) I think Smurfit building, the building from the major, was it the Ventures and Babysitting? And then, of course, the Sears Tower and the Hancock behind it. Herb, Herb is the kind of guy who still doesn't know that there's an arrow in the FedEx logo. <laughs> Wait a Stop it, man! You're just it, my mind over Herb, here. is it is it Pet Smart or Part uh, Pet Smart? Pet Smart. Okay. Yeah. Two, that's, like the Mart for pets. It's yeah. obvious. It's where the pets. It, well, Petco is where the pets go, but that's kind of the idea. Well, yeah. and I think the pets, the the P E T S in Pet Smart uh, is blue, and then the Mart part is red. So right. I think that's the giveaway there. You know, did people to give think it was Pet Smart? Yes. Like Get Smart, like yeah. the TV show. I mean, some some people could come to that conclusion. Oh, I don't know some if people, all people do. Some people over yeah, here. I'm not saying so. I you know, I, <laughs> I wouldn't at least right now. I wouldn't say I, I you know I think of it as pet smart or pet smart. Uh, but anyways, uh, we'll we'll talk about. Let's get into the stuff we know about. Uh, let's get into Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto has signed a deal with the White Sox. It's a minor league deal. Epic can come a major league deal that he can also opt out uh, out of. So we'll talk about the whole deal for Johnny Cueto coming to the south side. Uh, we'll preview the pitchers now with all of the injuries and some of the departures. We will recap you and get you set on who will be uh, uh, pitching for the White Sox on opening day. And then finally, the final topic, uh, we're, we're going to do a little bit of, uh, I think uh, we got over-unders. Uh, no, bold predictions is what we're going to be doing uh, for, for the 2022 20, uh, Chicago White Sox here on Tuesday, April 5th. Uh, let's jump into Johnny Cueto here. Uh, I alluded to the deal. It's going to start off as a minor league deal. And Herb, you talked about this yesterday. You thought that, you know, since they signed him so close to opening day that he might need to be sent down to the minors to 
get built up because he didn't have a spring training. Uh, I don't think you're really shocked by this, but uh, when you first saw the news late last night, what was your reaction? Like I said yesterday, it can't hurt. It might help the White Sox in the interim. I don't know. A veteran like Johnny Cueto probably only needs a couple, if that, starts down there in AAA, and then he'll be ready to contribute to the major league team. By the end of April, I believe that Johnny Cueto would be up here. If he's the pitcher that showed up in San Francisco last year, that pitcher will do well for the White Sox. We'll do all right for the White Sox. It'll be the perfect fit to what they need in the stead of Lance Lynn while he recovers from his injury. I am in the mood of it's good, it's fine. Don't look for all-star Johnny Cueto to come here with the White Sox. He's going to have swag. Maybe he's bring his horses. But otherwise, probably people are going to hit him hard. And this is just going to be the two months that are Lance Lynn is out, and then he's going to be relegated to a, a useless role. And if he contributes in that, in, in that two months, God bless. Get a ring at the end of the year. Yeah, uh, Jeff Passan last night, 11.39, right-hander Johnny Cueto and the White Sox on an agreement in a minor league deal. A source familiar with uh, ESPN tells me uh, he will make $4.2 million prorated for days being spent in the big leagues. Sox need pitching with Lance Lynn injury. And Vinny, that's what you wrote about today on allchgo.com. Was that was one of the first things that Rick Hahn told you guys down in Arizona was that we need pitching depth this year. Obviously, you know, we, we were a little bit iffy on the depth that they did have. Uh, the Lance Lynn uh, injury forces them to go find more depth. Uh, this is the best piece that they probably could have find for depth, right? Well, let's put it this way: you could do a lot worse than having a uh, you know a former top ten Cy Young guy in you know in the minor leagues for you right now. And I think that's kind of the idea here. Uh, you know, it, it's depth. It's depth. Don't get excited. This is not. We're not going into the 2017 season. This is we're going into 2022. So it's been a while since Johnny Cueto was Johnny Cueto. Really, you know what I mean? You look a lot of injuries since then. He had Tommy John. I think you know there were two season span there where he only made you know 13 or 14 starts. So um, it's. It's a big, big name to a lot of people, but it's not – you shouldn't be expecting him to play a big, big role. I think anything but helping to keep this afloat while Lance Lynn is out, anything more than that is gravy. And, I, and you know, you, you mentioned some of the other death. We talked to Chris Getz this morning, uh, you know, the, the White Sox farm director, and – He's listing some names that, that people might not be all ex- that excited about in terms of depth. I mean, the White Sox are are pleased with them. The White Sox, uh, you know, are confident in these guys. But, you know, Jimmy Lambert, Cade McClure, Tanner Banks, Emilio Vargas, these were the names that Chris Getz uh, read off. And while, you know, obviously any of those guys are capable of, of, of make, coming up and making positive contributions, I don't know how many fans out there would feel comfortable with that as the next line of defense after Vince Velasquez and Reynaldo Lopez, considering there are plenty of fans out there who aren't comfortable with that line of defense. So um, I think we're going to see a lot of Vince Velasquez and, and some Reynaldo Lopez. But remember, they need innings eaters in the bullpen, too, to, to be able to make up for some of their healthy starters who, who might not be able to go super deep into games. So Johnny Cueto, they're hoping that he's going to go down to minor leagues, be physically available, and then come up and just, you know, be a guy that they can give the ball to to soak up some innings. Yeah, and to that depth point, too, one of the names that he probably didn't mention was Jonathan Stever. I mentioned him yesterday, uh, not realizing that he's on the 60-day IL. So some of the depth that you're used to as a White Sox fan, uh, some of the depth that has been in the organization, banged up. And, and Stever was a guy that has come up in 2020 and 2021 uh, to make some spot starts for the Sox. So, uh, yes, some of the depth uh, won't be familiar to the Sox. Uh, really the only name uh, of note there I think that, you know, Getz might have mentioned would be Lampert uh, that, that Sox fans have seen. So, uh, you know, you look at the organization it does feel a little bit thin with uh you know major league experience but Cueto 
obviously a former World Series champion, uh, you know, top Cy Young finisher, finisher in the, the NL. Uh, Herb, you mentioned the injury part about it. Uh, realistically, how long do the Sox need to use Johnny Cueto for? I mean, you know, we'll probably see him down in the minor leagues for maybe a start, two starts. But, you know, what, what's the what's the goal? By, by when do you think Johnny Cueto's services will be no longer needed by the White Sox? I mean, we heard today that Tony is going to be using a five-man rotation to start the season, you know, even though we have the off day there. Um, <laughs> it's really tough to know. Um, he is going only going to be out for two months, six to eight weeks, should he be throwing. Uh, we're talking about Lance Lynn. <sighs> Middle of April, he should be starting to throw. Probably at the end of May, he'll be taken out of the rotation. What is that? Four starts? Five starts, Vinny? That's not a lot. Something where you're just getting through four or five. You don't need a lot from Johnny Cueto. I say this as a, a person that didn't really want the deal initially. It's fine. And I think that if you get five innings from Johnny Cueto every time he goes out, no matter the result, I mean, as long as, you know, Tony thinks that he's still pitching well into the fifth, you take that as a win, a huge win. You're signing him on April 4th. You know, what do you got to expect from a guy who's already long in the tooth, hasn't pitched well in the last couple of years? So, yeah, like Vinny said, don't look at this as, man, we got Johnny Cueto, Cincinnati Johnny Cueto. No, nah. you got, I think we brought the name up the other day. You got Irvin Santana. Hopefully he pitches a little bit better than Irvin Santana pitched with the White Sox. Yeah, this I think I wrote today. This is the long-awaited sequel to the Irvin Santana signing, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you want it to go, if you're the White Sox, you want it to go much differently than that went. But this is that kind of move, right? I mean, you're signing somebody on the eve of the season to provide depth for you. The, the White Sox, too, you got to remember, in a much different spot than they were back then. In 2019, you could throw Irvin Santana out there as a flyer, and who cares what he does, right? You're, you're a rebuilding team. You're not expecting to do much. This year, the White Sox are expecting to win the World Series, and you got to keep in mind what we've been saying all along, which is those games in April and May count just as much as the games in August and September. And if you're going to put Johnny Cueto out there in April and May, you better be very confident that he's going to put you in a position to win, in a better position to win than people who are already on your team are going to put you in. So remember, this is a minor league deal for Johnny Cueto. If things don't go well in the minors, he's not coming up. You know, I mean, you don't need – he's not a guy that they went out to sign because they need, need, need Johnny Cueto. They need, need, need somebody to have an arm down there. Yeah, I, I do honestly push back on the idea that he might not make it to the team. I have a pretty well, strong – I think the likelihood feeling. is very in favor of him doing yeah, so. But even if he gets shellacked down in Charlotte. Because of the horses, I, Sean? What's that? Is it because of the horses, Sean? I know you're a fan. Yeah, R.I.P. Popeye. I feel bad for Popeye. Uh, Popeye is dead, and uh, you know that is very sad for Johnny Cueto. I do love the cowboy uh, vibe that he's bringing. You know, it's it's a it's a little bit mix of the uh, Latin American feel that this team has, along with the Lance Lynn cowboy feel. So it's very nice. Uh, he he does fit in very well with uh, with with both sides of this team. But I I think that uh, you know Popeye is a big loss in the Cueto family. This might be the uh, the Popeye revenge season for Johnny Cueto. Um, but with Cueto. Like the the thing that he was doing really well last year was what most veteran pitchers do well, and as long as he's commanding his fastball and changeup on the outside edge, he's able to hit his spots. He'll be okay. He'll probably let up a few home runs, you know, here and there. But early on last year with the Giants, 
his first three starts, uh, 105 pitches, 118 pitches, 68 pitches, uh, only four earns, uh, runs allowed in like over 18 innings. Um, he could still be effective. He knows how to pitch. Um, and I think it's more about getting into his routine. If he gets into a routine down in Charlotte, uh, then he'll probably be able to, you know, produce for the Sox or at least give them innings because at this point it really feels like that's all that they need if, if they get five runs you know if, if Cueto gives up five runs and five innings of work I think they still might be able to take that and hope the bats you know pull them out of it yeah and I think too you can't discount how important it would be for him to do something like that given where Michael Kopech is given where Dylan Cease might be at the very beginning of the season you know if, if you only got two you only got two guys on your in your rotation going more than five innings a day. That means that your bullpen is going to be used an awful lot. Now the White Sox have a very good bullpen, guys that they can rely on, and and I don't think that you know the the. the team is in jeopardy of losing a ton of games because they'd have to rely more on the bullpen. Certainly, every team in baseball is going to be in a similar situation, but those innings are going to are going to build up on those on those relief arms and so to have somebody come in and literally just go out there and make sure your bullpen doesn't have to pitch as much as you thought they were going to that's a big deal well and herb like this is mm-hmm. a giant team last year he's coming from a giant team last year that didn't have a solid bullpen that didn't have you know the, the white Sox put the second most money into their 2022 bullpen than any other teams besides the dodgers uh bless you steven behind the camera um you know the giants here they didn't have a great bullpen and yet, you look at Cueto's 2021, the Giants who went 107 and whatever, they went 12 and 10 in his starts. You know, the White Sox, if they give him four to five in, uh, uh, runs in, in a start, I think the Sox will be absolutely fine with Johnny Cueto for, you know, eight weeks, six weeks here. Yeah, if the guy that showed up in San Francisco shows up in Chicago after he's done with his minor league assignment, we're going to be fine for the time being of Lance Lynn being gone. And... Maybe that guy you keep on the roster, too, just for those purposes. You know, the White Sox are known to have injuries, especially last couple of years in the pitching rotation. He'll be a guy that can be a nice spot starter instead of rolling dice with uh, Vince Velasquez in that uh, role. But I saw one uh, tweet or text from Stephen Niss earlier that says the White Sox should put a patch of Popeye on their jersey, kind of like they did with uh, Aloy last year when he passed away before the start of the season then resurrected in the middle of the season rest in peace Eli hey I mean they'll they'll need a couple uh commemorative jerseys uh to, to remember the fallen uh, uh White Sox here uh Johnny Cueto uh, this is from Sox nerd uh most wins upon joining the White Sox uh he has 135 joining the White Sox if he pitches uh with the team uh Irvin Santana had 149 in 2019 Bartolo Colon had uh 150 when he joined the team in 2009. Uh, didn't know Dave Steeb was a White Sox back in 1993. Yes. Uh, he had 174 wins joining the Sox. Uh, Jim Cotts on this list, 1973 with 179 wins. Uh, Steve Carlton tops this list uh, with uh, 314 wins when he joined the Sox back in 1986. Um, we mentioned Irvin Santana back in 2019. Uh, this is you know reminiscent of some moves that the Sox have made. Uh, I think some people have brought up uh, Otis, Otis Mir uh, Despagne as well. Um, people have brought up Ivan Nova. Uh, is there going to be a Johnny Cueto game here, Herb? Are we going to you know, look back at a game against the Royals late April and we're going to remember the game that Johnny Cueto threw you know, seven shutout innings? I don't know the stats on Ivanova, but when he pitched for the White Sox, I don't recall him being poor. I'm like, I remember poo-pooing him starting like the second game of the year, but when the stats registered, I was like, all right, this Ivanova was decent as hell for the White Sox. He was 11-12 and 12 with a 472. He posted every time, 34 starts. 
and 225 hits. He gave up. He gave up a lot of hits. So I'm looking at these numbers again. It's like he pitched all right, better than I thought Ivan Nova was, but he wasn't awesome that year. But if Johnny Cueto is around there in that hemisphere of 472, probably a little bit lower on the ERA, I'm fine for the two months that he's going to be pitching. Ivan Nova was an offseason acquisition. He was a trade trade at the winter meetings, if memory serves correct. Uh, he was he was acquired not to be a depth piece. He was acquired to be a very impar- important a part guy. of that rotation. He was acquired to be the guy. Uh, they went 17-7 and seven with Ivan Nova on the bump uh, in, in 2019, and from July uh, 7th to 2014, he had an ERA in 10 games of uh, two, 2.10. So, I mean, like, hey, you never know what you can get out of some of these guys. I mean, Johnny Cueto uh, still has it. He still knows how to pitch. He just might not have, uh, you know, 90 seven uh to go with it he has he has the uh, no, wherewithal uh but i don't know if he's just got the stuff with him and he, we brought up the injuries before too i mean that's just gonna that's gonna hold him back and you know being the age that he is it's tough to recover from those uh, as easy as he once did Got to let you know the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit uh, shirt. Uh, Herb, you just got your first shirt from the CHJ locker. Uh, did you get a White Sox one with it, or did you just go sky only? No, I have a White Sox, uh, the Brawler Sox coming, and also the CHGO dark gray on black shirt, which is perfect for me. It's like my favorite combination of colors. You're getting but jealous. this is very smooth. Oh, my God. This is, like, perfect. I, it's better than I thought. Everything about CHGO is good on the surface, and then when you get it, it's, like, it's much better than you thought. <laughs> I agree with that, and that's why you should take advantage of this deal. Use code CHGO when you sign up with PointsBet. Again, a $50 or uh, a $50 first-time deposit or more will get you $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker. Not only is it good, it will be great, like uh, Herb says. So once we deliver it, you get those shirts. Uh, you'll be happy with the shirt that you get for supporting CHGO. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. And our next partner has a product that I literally use every day. I started taking AG1s because I wanted to start getting on schedule. I started wanted to start waking up and you know instead of people you know using coffee I wanted to use something that was a little bit more you know focused on getting me things that I miss out uh, on on a day-to-day basis you know I usually drink my coffee at night my my Strava CVD stuff but when I wake up take my AG1s makes me feel like I'm starting my day right it's not super healthy tastingly either you know I'm putting in 75 uh, high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source superfoods in there, but it doesn't taste like you know I'm putting 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole foods uh, whole source superfoods into my body. It tastes kind of tropical, tastes pretty mild, and it's a very easy way to get those 75 high quality vitamins and minerals into my body with one delicious scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. That's why I take it, and that's why over seven thousand people have left five-star reviews for athletic greens because it's lifestyle friendly whether you eat keto paleo vegan darren free or gluten-free it will help you start your day right right now is the time to reclaim your help and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day 
That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your free purchase, your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens slash chgo socks. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash chgo socks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, we talked about Johnny Cueto. Let's talk about the room that he will be in. Herb, you mentioned the number of having 15 pitchers on the opening day roster. The opening day roster will be 28, and it will expand back down to uh, 26 on May 1st. Let's look at the 15 guys that we're going to be putting on the roster on opening day. Uh, that's starting coming up on uh, Friday here. Uh, we'll go through the pitching staff. Lucas Giolito, Dylan Cease, Michael Kopech, Dallas Keuchel, and maybe Vince Velasquez are your five starters. Uh, Tony LaRusso just met with the media right before our show and mentioned that Dallas Keuchel will get the fifth start uh, this year. So it will go Giolito, Cease, Kopech, question mark, Dallas Keuchel. Let's start with our starters here on the pitching staff. Vinny, you seem pretty shocked uh, that Dallas Keuchel is slotted in that fifth spot. Uh, what, what's the thinking behind here? What can White Sox fans expect on uh, the home opener? Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, I think I think Vince Velasquez probably is the guy that's going to get that assignment. We will see, though. Obviously, that uh, is to be announced uh, by Tony La Russa and the White Sox. But I, I, I always look at it as you, you kind of want to keep those guys on their on their regular schedule, right? I mean, especially someone, a veteran like Lance Lynn or Dallas Keuchel, those guys are very routine-oriented. They like to pitch every fifth day. Um, and so that's why we kind of projected yesterday that without Lance Lynn, you may you might see uh, you know them take advantage of the off day to keep everybody on that five-day schedule. Well, this is we keep being told this is a strange season and 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 starting pitchers are going to, you know, be needing a little bit more rest, maybe, or you know, not going to be able to throw as many innings. So maybe they're giving them the extra day. Take advantage of that early off day to try to make sure that those guys are as well rested as possible as they move forward through the season. Um, it was a little surprising. We saw the White Sox very much take advantage of off days last year, especially in regards to Carlos Rodon when he was, you know, being given all that time between starts. They wanted to use the schedule to their advantage to keep guys, the other four guys, on that on that regular schedule. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, but, yeah, I think Vince Velasquez is probably the favorite to do that for the reason that I keep saying, which is – Reynaldo Lopez had success in a relief role last season. Vince Velasquez has rarely been anything but a starter in the major leagues. Maybe he's in a better position to succeed if he can get on that similar five-day schedule that he has been used to for the majority of his career. Yeah, Herb, I saw Josh Nelson compare if Vince Velasquez is the opening day starter to Hector Nueces making the uh, uh, opening day start for the Sox in 2015. Uh, what, what were your thoughts if Vince Velasquez, you know, it makes sense what Vinny's saying, keeping him in that starter uh, routine here. What would, your, what, what would your thoughts be if Vince Velasquez the opening day starter for the Sox in 2022, a possible, you know, title series winning year for the Sox? I mean... It's either him or Raylo. So I prefer Raylo because I think he is an overall better pitcher. But Vinny just said, like, they saw Raylo last year, and what I ultimately think his role will be in the majors will be a reliever. So let's keep him there and allow him to affect games a little bit more throughout the uh, baseball season. And if they were getting their Johnny Cueto, like, in the middle of this, this month, maybe you're only seeing two starts from Vince Velasquez anyway. So... He better do well. But I think this is more for, and I think you brought the point up the other day, Michael Kopech. 
days in between starts. He needs those days in between starts, not only for building up his arm and giving his arm rest, but when you said he pitches well on what five plus days or four plus days of rest. So give him that extra rest that he needs. So we get prime Michael Kopech. You get probably well rested, uh, Lucas Giolito well rested still in cease, who also is uh building up his arm strength right now. So yeah, I can see why they did the five-man rotation straight right now, but I would have wanted Dallas Keiko in that four spot just because if you run into problems in that home opener, that's the beginning of a of a series, and then you have the series on the weekend coming up. You don't need to be running out your bullpen on that first day of that series on Tuesday. So I think Dallas Keiko, while he might not pitch well, you know he's probably going to give you five at least of those innings, if not six or seven. Yeah, I wonder, though... I know that we're trying to figure out how to keep guys on routine, but is there any way? No, I mean, there's not a way because I was just trying to think like if, if, if they could, if they're trying to keep Keuchel to back up Kopech, but it, it really feels like, you know, the first time we're going to see Dallas Keuchel will be that second day of the home opening series, which it, it does feel pretty baffling. Like I just am pretty confused that why you wouldn't go with your fourth best pitcher in that rotation like it it's it, the way that Vince Velasquez has struggled like maybe this is just a, a way to get Vince Velasquez out there and if he doesn't you know perform well that's an easy spot that Cueto takes over for I don't know I mean we're gonna see we're gonna I mean I saw a comment you know how how much are they gonna use Cueto doesn't that depend on how well Velasquez and Lopez pitch and I, and I think you know that makes sense like hey what if Vince Velasquez comes out and is fine you know what I mean then you don't necessarily need you know to rush Johnny Cueto up here to you know take another roll of the dice because your first roll of the dice is paying off in a reasonably you know acceptable manner so uh, it obviously all remains to be seen how they're going to go with things um, again I, I think that the reason that we expected Keuchel to get that start in the home opener was to keep the other three guys on their regular rest. But again, too, you, you see the benefit of an off day in there. So maybe that's what Tony is thinking. And, you know, he, he goes, I'm not going to, I'm not going to deprive Lucas, Dylan, and, and, and Michael of rest of an extra day of rest when they might need it in this early going, you know, just to avoid throwing Vince Velasquez out there. So that could, that could be part of the thinking as well. Yeah. Well, and to address the Cueto thing too, I, I think that they're going to use him just to get as much length as possible. Like, yes, even if Velasquez does perform well, uh, I mean, we saw that Carlos Rodon came out well and performed well against uh, Seattle uh, in his first start. And then I think he waited all the way until his next start, which was opening uh, the no-hitter against Cleveland, uh, which was late April. So I, I feel like there was probably about like a 10-day absence between his, his starts. So, yeah, well, and that was know. done on purpose because of Carlos's health right. history. So, so and, yeah. you know, if, if there is a certain spot where, you know, Kopech, maybe they, they want to give him a break, you know, oh, well, Kopech will just skip your spot in the lineup. Here's, you know, Johnny Cueto. You know, that, that could be how they could try to implement Cueto here. Absolutely, but it, it, and, and and Ethan Katz even talked about that. You know, Ethan Katz and Tony LaRusso and Rick Hahn, they've all talked about that, you know, that skipping starts for Kopech might be part of that workload management that they're going to do with him. All right, so maybe that's where you'll, you'll see Cueto in there is if, if Kopech, you know, maybe after the first two starts, Cueto's finally ready after going down to AAA, uh, and, and they're ready to call him up just to skip a spot for for Michael Kopech there. Uh, let's look at the bullpen here because I do think length is going to be an issue. Um, we have 16 names up there. You're likely going to see 15. We include Cueto in there, but he'll likely start with the Charlotte team, uh, is what Tony LaRusso told the media today. Uh, Herb, what's the, the biggest name that sticks out there to you? Like, what's the most important name uh, that this bullpen might need to rely on that, you know, you weren't really expecting at the start of the year? 
Well, I think the resurgence of Matt Foster is important. Very important. He showed up in his rookie year along with Cody Hoyer. To me, relatively unknown. But to guys like uh, James Fox and Mike Rankin, and congratulations to them and uh, uh, the folks at Sox Machine for merging, they knew those guys had a future. And when Matt Foster and Cody Hoyer burst on the scene, I was like, wow, the White Sox really have uh, a penchant for developing young arms, especially guys who are in the bullpen. Now Matt Foster has fallen off. His changeup is getting tattooed. Last year in Seattle, it was, uh, you know, I think some mismanagement of his, his pitching. So did the manager, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, and so maybe that threw him off. That was early in the season. That was the first weekend of the season, and the kid did not have a great year. And so a Matt Foster resurgence, because all the rest of those guys, with the exception of like Kyle Crick and Jose Ruiz, have a good baseball card. The back, back of the baseball card plays. Now, if we get Matt Foster back to Matt Foster in 2020, I'm in. Yeah, I'm on the Kyle Crick uh, resurgent bandwagon here. I honestly think that he might be one of the best bullpen arms for the Sox this year. Uh, I think that he might even end up being better than uh, Joe Kelly. Whoa, that's a big Chicago Rutch comment there. You guys see that, or is that just on the preview? Oh, okay, that's oh. just on the preview thing. Never mind. Oh, uh, <laughs> there's a guy with a Chicago Rush uh, Avi. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, I got Kevin. He's on the producer thing. I, I see the preview thing, uh, and he blew it up the entire size of the screen. Uh, I so I just saw China with this Chicago, Chicago rush. We have everything going on right now. I, we're, work we're, in progress over here. We're trying to be. We're trying. You know, we're trying to be as cool, calm, and collective here on the CHGO set. Uh, but not only uh, do we have you know giant Chicago rush logos, but also there's this weird banging that's been going uh, on below us. Uh, so I don't know if there's a rock party going on. Um, that, or, I know that's disconcerting when you're in the studio, but I cannot hear it here at my house. I did not see that Big has uh, <laughs> Chicago Rush thing, and apparently Brennan is a huge Mike Hoensey fan. Are we doing a CHGO Rush thing, even though they are no longer a team? Are we doing a CHGO? I mean, I I don't is I thought the Arena Football it, League Sean? folded. Can what you was host that? it, John? Can you host it? Yeah, I'll host it. I'll get Mike Ditka. Me and Mike Ditka, who used to own the, the oh, Chicago Rush, we'll, we'll get up here. Uh, you know, John Elway, too. Uh, you know, all, the, all, the, all the greats of the uh, Amer- uh, Arena Football League. Uh, but Kyle Crick, I think, is a guy that could be an elite bullpen arm for the Sox. Uh, he was a former top prospect. He's looked good uh, so far in, in spring training. I really like this idea of them going and finding guys with great stuff and then trying to hone them in. Like, what's the point of having Ethan Katz if you're not able to you know, get guys with great stuff already and then teach them things how to command it and, you know, get through a routine. And I I do think that Crick's stuff is absolutely electric. So if the White Sox can go out and find him, I think that, you know, he's got a better pedigree than Matt Foster. He's got a better pedigree than Jose Ruiz, Bennett Souza, some of these guys. Uh, He he could be a really interesting name that the White Sox added this offseason. So I'm excited to see uh, Matt Foster, not Matt Foster, Kyle Crick and what he could bring uh, to the White Sox bullpen. Uh, Is there any name in there, Vinny, maybe even some of the bigger names that we might be overlooking for what they can do. I know Aaron Bummer had a lot of uh, regression uh, or a lot of uh, you know outlying stats that show that he could have had a better year in 2021. But any names from the bullpen uh, that could be a surprise for White Sox fans? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about results, but I think the guy that there's a lot of, you know, maybe not pressure, but there's going to be a lot of importance on is going to be Sousa, who you mentioned, just because there's so few lefties out there. And, and I mean, Garrett Crochet, we talked so much about how 
he they were gonna they were gonna try to handle him like they handled Kopech last year, but maybe they were gonna run into some roadblocks with that strategy because he was one of just two lefties in the bullpen. Well, now he's out for the year, gonna have Tommy John. So Sousa is the only other lefty in that bullpen besides Aaron Bummer. Uh, he's gonna get used. You know what I mean? He's gonna get used just because he's a left-handed pitcher, and so. You know, it's going to come down to him having to deliver in those situations, or else the White Sox are going to be scrambling looking for another lefty. Um, but really, every one of those guys is going to be important for the reasons we've discussed. You know, the, there's going to be a lot of reliance on the bullpen because of the way that some of these starting pitchers are still getting ready to to do their regular workloads. And then on the back end of that, once all the starting pitchers are back to their regular workloads, you're talking about the playoffs in which every single year the bullpen is such an important part. Um, you're going to see those guys, you're, you know, Liam Hendricks, Graveman, Joe Kelly, Aaron Bummer, those, those big four, if you will, back at the back end of that bullpen, they're going to be used on a daily basis come October. And you know what? That's why they went and got to, you know, three of the four of those guys. And, and that's why they extended Aaron Bummer when they did was to pitch these big moments for them. And so, you know, we, we talk all the time. You guys, you know, bring up how much money they've spent on the bullpen. You know what I mean? I think it could pay off just because you're talking about a very important aspect of the team, not just in the early going this year specifically, but in the way baseball has been for the last few years when the games count the most at the end of the season. Right, and that's been the biggest thing with them in the postseason is they've just been outscored. You haven't really been able to rely on this bullpen that has been good, and now they make more upgrades during the offseason to make it better. Uh, like, you need to be in a position where you're up and able to use uh, that bullpen. But, Herb, we were watching the spring training game yesterday. We saw mm -hmm. Bennett Souza uh, end up coming out for the White Sox. Uh, we didn't watch this together live, but we were, I mean, I was at least giving a lot of trash talk to Cody uh, about Nick Madrigal. And then, of course, Bennett Souza's on the bump for the White Sox, uh, throws a ball that's below Nick Madrigal's knees, and he hits it out. Uh, I, I don't know if this is important. I don't know if you had a reaction to it, but the fact that we were watching this, uh, we talk about Bennett Souza being an important part of the uh, White Sox bullpen, and he gives up a home run to Nick Madrigal like that. I was like, oh, this is a bad sign. I, I don't think so. I mean, he could be working on something, and if the kid runs into one, in spring training, God bless. Who cares? Enjoy yourself, Nick Magical. And Cup fans, have fun. Enjoy that. Savor the flavor. When May comes, enjoy your singles. Enjoy your bad throws. And enjoy bad base running. I'm not, you know, I'm not a guy that makes a a stand on a guy just because he's not on the White Sox. When Nick Magical's on the White Sox, I was like, that is not a high IQ baseball player. So go ahead, Cubs, unless they have like teachers there par excellence at the Cubs, that guy will be a bad, bad baseball player on the bases and in the field. You can enjoy your singles, 200 singles. He will not yeah, run into three or four home runs this year. I don't think so. If he smartens up, he's, he's definitely a valuable, valuable baseball player. Very but I've been so. I've been surprised at all the power we've seen from Nick Madrigal uh, over the past two seasons. Uh, three home runs has been way more than I thought I've ever seen from And uh, one Nick of them Madrigal. was in a game that did not count. Yes, yeah. yes. But the fact that I saw it, it still happened. You know, I, it, I saw Nick Madrigal in 2020 during the, uh, during the alternate site. Mm, at, when I went out to Schaumburg, went out to the Boomers Stadium uh, and uh, watched him smack a home run off the scoreboard in really? that ballpark. Uh, yeah, so that was that was interesting. Was that left left field? Did he pull it? Was it? It a... was left field. Yes, okay. he pulled it. Yeah, right. he did so not hurt me, Steven Niss. I just didn't like him when he was a White Sox. I thought he was very overhyped, and then when he got here, he wasn't the player that they promised he would be. So yeah, I was happy they traded him for Craig Kimbrell, which turned into AJ Pollock. Baby. What what a great trade by Rick Hahn. <laughs> I wonder too with uh, Madrigal, like 
they did rush him. I mean, he didn't get a ton of minor league opportunities, and that's something that we've seen now with the White Sox, with Garrett Crochet, Andrew Vaughn. We saw it with Nick Madrigal. Like, I do wonder how much that played into him not being ready for uh, you know the major leagues. I think One that we thing, can give, cut him a little bit of slack here. I think we discussed it yesterday. The White Sox do not like bringing up players who are players that might go back down to the minor leagues. So I agree with them bringing up Andrew Vaughn when they did, bringing up Garrett Crochet with zero experience in the minor leagues. They know when players are ready for the major leagues, and for the most part, they're right on those. They keep them up in the major leagues. I mean, I know uh, I think Gavin Sheets went back down last year, but that wasn't because of his poor performance. He was decent his rookie year, which I think he still qualifies as a rookie this year. But Nick Madrigal, I mean, I would put Nick Madrigal in that same boat. I mean, he came up he came up from the minor leagues, and it's not like he was not hitting. No, yeah. He hit he hit fine. It was just yeah. you're talking about other aspects of the game. But yeah, I don't, I don't think he was rushed necessarily. And you you got to look at a guy that had, that they drafted. He was one of the best players in college baseball. I mean, that's different Indeed. than drafting a high schooler. It, it, he's he's got some experience under his belt or had some experience under his belt and I think that was valuable, and he came up and hit for him, so you can't complain too much there. Yeah, and Herb, I, I don't think Vaughn is still a, a rookie. Is that what you're saying? Sheets. No, no, Sheets. Sheets. Oh, I think yeah. Sheets is a rookie. He qualifies as a rookie this if, year. If, yeah, I, if anyone is on the Sox, I think Sheets is the only one that is, is close because everyone else is uh, you know, already past it. I guess Bennett Souza. Bennett Souza, if he makes the team, will be uh, the only rookie. Maybe maybe Gavin Sheets. Uh, I think he might be under the uh, the, the required PA. So yeah, those those might be the only two rookies for the uh, White Sox uh, this year. Uh, but with, with the bullpen, any final thoughts with? Joe Kelly, uh, that was the other name I wanted to bring up. Uh, Tony mentioned today that he's still not his, throwing his full arsenal uh, in, inside bullpens yet. Uh, Joe Kelly, they signed him this offseason. Obviously, he was part of the big four that uh, Vinny mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, but with the White Sox signing a player, him having this nerve issue, holding them back in April, uh, what, what's the concern there, Herb, if, if any, or concern level for you? Not at all. I mean, I think the White Sox are confident that he'll pitch the majority of the season. This is just a precaution, being very cautious on Joe Kelly not rushing him to pitch in games that he might not be ready for. He'll stay back in Arizona, get his innings up, get his uh, arm feeling good, and then when he's ready to go on a minor league stint or just right up to the majors, he'll be ready for the White Sox. I don't mind that because it's a three-year deal, right? So no rushing of a of a three-year deal. And I know these count, games count in April, but – you need to have Joe Kelly healthy for October and beyond. Healthy might be a game changer, and Strava CBD coffee is a game changer and has helped me and thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with organic broad spectrum CBD. CBD from health hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer you real benefits that can help you. They will help you feel alert and focused without the jitters. It will help you live your life more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep. So when you wake up feeling your best, the best part Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch and fresh and stripped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for more traditional CBD formats with a powerful entourage effects of benefits. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use code CHGO25. That's 25% off your order at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use code CHGO25 at 
checkout. Do uh, discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only. Use one per customer. And if you already love Strava, you can subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. With Strava, you're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. I really like ending my night with some Strava CBD coffee. I got the maximum strength, uh, 20 milligram CBD coffee, and it helps me sleep restfully. So I've really enjoyed uh, including that into my day. So again, use code CHGO25 at checkout, and that's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com. Also want to talk about CHGO. It's been a blast. It's now been over a month of doing the CHGO White Sox podcast with Vinny and Herb and our great producers, uh, Stephen, Kevin, Lawrence, everybody. It's been a blast to build this community. We have everybody in the chat right now uh, giving their White Sox thoughts. So thank you to everybody joining us there. Uh, if you want to help support us, one way to do that is subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've got a lot of Bears subscribers, but we're trying to build up the White Sox, Sox subscribers here. Uh, so you know, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to go subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. We're trying to get as many Sox fans uh, on this page and watching us when we go live, whether it be for a 2 o'clock uh, you know, podcast like we will tomorrow for our season predictions. Uh, we'll be giving you our season predictions for both the AL and NL. It should be a lot of fun, me, Vinny, and Herb. Uh, but if you're looking for some post-game reactions after opening day on Friday, we'll have it for you. If you're looking for post-game uh, reaction on Sunday, we'll have it for you. So make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. Hit that notification bell uh, so you'll be notified whenever we go live. And we'll be keeping you updated did this whole 2020 season uh, with White Sox content five days a week. And, you know, if something big happens, you know, maybe six times a week. If something really big happens twice, maybe seven times a week. We don't know. Uh, but we're here for you to keep you updated on your Chicago White Sox. All right, Vinny and Herb and everyone on the YouTube channel, too. We're going to try to have some fun here. Uh, bold predictions for the White Sox in 2022. So if you have anything, Herb, that might be too much to save for, you know, the normal predictions, uh, what's something that, you're, you're not ready to put down on paper, but you could say at least out loud on a podcast. I mean, I've said this year after year. I, maybe I shouldn't because this son bitch keeps on getting hurt. But it's Eloy hitting 50 home runs. He gets the necessary at-bats. He will hit 50 home runs. Now, his career average in the years that I count are the 2019-2020 years. He was about 15 home runs per at-bat. Last year, he dropped out to about 21. He has remarkably similar stats, like the same amount of at-bats in 2020 and 2021 and same amount of games, but he dropped off. He had 10 less hits, and his average was 296 to 249. So if we get the Aloy that showed up in 2020 with 100% health, playing 150 games, probably 616 at-bats, I used Joey Gallo's numbers for his 38 home runs, he only has to hit a home run every 12.35 at-bats. Yes, that's a huge jump from 15 at-bats, but if anybody on the team can do it, it's Aloy. So 50 home runs this year with a full season of health from Aloy Jimenez, just jumping up from 15 home runs at-bat to 12 and a half at at-bat. Love that. That, that. that is bold. I mean, he hasn't been able to stay healthy, but we know the power is there. Uh, 50 would be, I think, a franchise record. I would have to look that up. It, it, uh, it would. Albert Bell, I believe, has the franchise record at 48 or 49, damn. if I'm correct. How are you feeling about that came, one? Is that really too bold close. for you, Vinny? What were you saying, Herb? Sorry. 
Jermaine Dye came really close to breaking that in 2006. He had a great year, too. Okay. Not too bold. Uh, I mean, it's pretty bold. 50 home runs is hard to do. But my point being that, like, I think Aloy can do that as well. Like, he's shown that he's got the pop. And, you know, he, he's he's motivated to, to show that last year – you know, he he didn't feel like himself even after he came back from the injury. He kept saying he didn't feel like himself. He obviously wasn't hitting very well, you know, outside of a few moments there. Um, but, you know, I go back to that 2019 season and remember some of the bombs that he was launching out of there. I mean, I'll never forget that one. You asked me, you asked me this the other day. Right. That, that one he hit off Jordan Zimmerman, uh, <laughs> you know, when the when the Nats were in town and bounced it off of the stairs on the side of the fan deck. I mean, some some majestic shots. And so we know what he can do. Uh, you know, that remember that home run last year that he hit in Kansas City? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that was an awesome, awesome moment for the White Sox during that season. So I don't think it's crazy. And, and I'll tell you this, it plays into my bold prediction. Sean. Oh, yeah? What's yeah. your bold prediction? Let's get into it. Here's, on. a, here's one for you. Here's one. At everybody. This might even be too bold for, for White Sox fans. <laughs> uh, I think the White Sox as a team will win the Triple Crown. I think Aloy will lead the American League in home runs. I think Tim Anderson will lead the American League in batting average. I think Jose Abreu will lead the American League in RBIs. I love that. Wow. I don't think that's too bold. I mean, <laughs> I mean the, the Robert one is a thing. Wow, okay. I, hey, I'm there. If Robert leads the league in home runs, mercy. I got I got Aloy. He's with oh, Aloy. You. Sorry, I, I was... I was confused. I thought you said Robert. Oh, Lloyd. Hell yeah. yeah I've no. got Robert, who might be the best player on the team, nowhere on that leaderboard. <laughs> yeah, TA t- t- with the batting average, uh, Abreu with RBIs, and then uh, Aloy with, with home runs. I, I love that. I mean, I, oh, that I know that easily. Like that's, that's a very value bet uh, on, on CHGO bets is to take – uh, Jose Abreu to lead the league in RBI. So that's that. that I, I love that one right there. Uh, I, I mean, what's the toughest one I think for that to get? I think it would be TA's Aloy. batting average, right? No, or, Aloy. Aloy. Yeah, I mean, I say he's going to hit 50 home runs, but he's not come close because he's been hurt. He hit 31 as rookie year, and that was the highest. TA's won a batting title already. That's yeah, true. Yeah, and Jose's won an RBI crown a couple times, right? Yeah. Yeah. What, what What's the level that he would have to hit? What do we think? Like three three forties to win a, a a batting crown? Three forties, three fifties. I mean, it depends. It, it really does fluctuate pretty wildly every year. I mean, you know, it it just comes down to the fact that he he needs to just be TA. You know what I mean? And last year he. I, I well what we he won in 2019 he won the batting title 2020 he was right there until the end of the season when he had that little slump the last you know that co- coincided with the the Sox losing streak there at the end of that season and then last year uh, you know he had his he had a couple injured list stints and he had that time you know in in August I believe it was when he was dealing with you know the sore legs that were keeping him out of the lineup so um, you know they always say health is the most important thing and and certainly White Sox fans know it from the way last year went but you can even pinpoint it down to guys individual seasons and you know the production that you would expect from them you know just a little bit of a hiccup in in the health department can really throw everything out of whack in that in that little area so listen health is going to be extraordinarily important for Aloy like Herb was just talking about it's going to be extraordinarily important for TA if he's going to win a batting title going to be extraordinarily important for the White Sox in general if they're going to win win the World Series this year yeah he would have won it I mean yeah go ahead ahead. and I was looking at the American League leaders in hitting last year I think Yuri Gurriel at 319 and then you got Vlad Guerrero and then Tim Anderson, like he's right there. 
He's right. always right there. And all that is, like I said with uh, Aloy Jimenez, he had the same amount of games. He had 10 hits less. Now extrapolate that out uh, to 165, 162 games. It's probably like 30 more hits that Tim would have got if he was actually healthy. He only played 129, 23 games last year. So bump those up to 143 like Yuri Gurriel. I think he takes the title. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited to get to some of the uh, comments we have in, on the side here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, with Anderson, if he was a little bit more healthy last year, maybe he's able to, to take the batting crown last year, 319, like you said, for Guriel. And with Aloy, too, I mean, as long as he's making more consistent contact, uh, that was the big thing looking at his numbers uh, recently was 2019 and 2020. Uh, his contact numbers were, you know, around like 64 to 66%, and he was dropping down to like 60% last year. I mean, he just wasn't as consistent and he, as he has been so if he's able to just get things a little bit more tightened up he's able to stay healthy uh you know we'll, we, we've i don't think we've ever seen the full power of alloy just yet we are two years removed from all three of those guys winning silver sluggers in the same year they can do it they just did it two years ago that's so. nuts um my, stop my it, brandon stop it brandon stop it uh brandon has uh leary garcia as player of the month for april what, what's wrong with that herb that's, that's a bold prediction bold. the man barely will play in april if he plays a lot in april and he's the player of the month, and, I mean, we got bigger problems then. He just homered you know, is what uh, Steven just told me in spring training. So him and Nick Madrigal great. about to lead the uh, AL and NL in home runs. <laughs> uh, my bold prediction for 2022, I said this back in uh, before the, the, the first two-season series were uh, delayed, so it is a little bit more compact. But I honestly feel a little bit more you know, like it might happen now that I don't want to say giddy because people got injured. Uh, but you know, Lance Lynn going down, uh, Garrett crochet going down, uh, Kimbrell being shipped off. I think that Liam Hendricks importance to this team becomes more and more, uh, clear. And I think that it's possible and probably not going to happen, but uh, it's bold predictions. Uh, Liam Hendricks, if anyone can break the MLB record for saves in a season. The season save record is 62, set by a K-Rod back in 2008. Uh, Vinny, or, uh, Tony, uh, different uh, Italian name, uh, Tony. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we, we, mentioned, we mentioned the other day, you do not want me in the dugout managing this White Sox team. Let's leave it to, no, the, to the Hall of Famer. <laughs> Fashion-wise, you'd, you'd fit right in. I mean, the, the mustache would be great in an MLB uniform. But Tony had Dennis Eckersley uh, for a very, very long time. And uh, he, he used him a lot, 45 saves in a season, 48 in a season, 43 in a season, 51 in a season. We were talking about the two-time reigning uh, AL reliever of the year in Liam Hendricks. Uh, he led the AL, I believe, in saves last year with 38. I think that if Tony uses him more than he did last year, it's all about usage, uh, and it's all about these games being close. And now with the, the rotation being up in the air, the White Sox might be more in, in, in more competitive games. They're going to be winning uh, these games, hopefully, we, we all predict them to have uh, you know a fairly good season. Uh, it's all about these games being tight. So I think that 62, it might be, you know, the perfect season. Everything might have to go perfect for uh, Liam Hendricks to hit that. But if anyone in the modern game can, I think Hendricks can with uh, his his starter background. But uh, I don't know if that's too bold for you guys. I guess it would take a lot. Like for, for, for uh, Francisco Rodriguez's record, 62 is a lot of pitches or a lot of appearances to be made already. And to like go probably 75 is Joe Madden, our manager. Gosh, dang. <laughs> I think we have way too many good options. Like Vinny was saying with our top four for Tony to be going to Liam Hendricks, all those times and for games to be that tight. 
So I expect the White Sox, when the ship is right in and Lance Lynn comes back, everything to be cool. And some of those saves will go to Kendall Graveman. Some of those saves will go to Joe Kelly. Some will go to Aaron Bummer. So I don't think he'll get there. It's going to be some doing because K-Rod, I'm looking at his, his appearances. It was 69 games. He got 66, appearance, uh, 66 saves for that's pretty it, solid. Well, he was in he was in seventy six games. He finished sixty nine of them. Nice, uh, but he only pitched he pitched sixty eight in a third innings. Hendricks last year seventy innings or seventy one innings. So uh, and, and sixty nine appearances for Hendricks. Like, I mean, Tony just needs to use him a little bit more, and he'll be hitting those games used for for K Rod. It just needs to be in more safe situations. I'll tell you this: if it were up to Liam Hendricks, he'd be pitching even more than that. He told <laughs> us last year, I think before the season started, that his goal is to pitch in eighty one games, half the games. Oh, every season and again there's a reason he's not managing the team but uh you know you're you're listen you got to have a team that wins a lot of games you got to have a team you know and you got to have a team that has a fantastic closer who is willing to do that sort of workload right the White Sox have both of those things uh I do agree with Herb a little bit more that I, I think the 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 combination of the modern game where you don't want to burn anybody out before you get to October and the fact that the White Sox have a lot of other options in that bullpen will probably prevent that from happening. But you talk about a guy in Liam Hendricks who wants the ball so bad that if he gets near that, right. he's gonna in September, he's gonna be telling Tony, You you better not be resting me. You better be putting me out there. <laughs> and that's why I think, you know, if anyone can, it's it's you know, it is the modern game with uh, the the you know not so modern manager. Uh, so I mean that's that's my feeling. So that if anyone can do it, it's it's the crazy Australian and the uh, the the old school manager. So I you know that's 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 my thinking behind it. Uh, let's go into the chat because I got some we got some uh you know bold predictions here. I don't know if this one's bold, but uh Pintar Keyboard uh, chiming in with Aaron Bummer, All-Star. Uh, I think that, you know, we talked about Bummer. Obviously, you talked about his extension. Uh, got a little bit unlucky last year, uh, but I think his ground ball rate was like 76%, which uh, which definitely plays. Uh, Herb, you think uh, they got an All-Star and uh, Aaron Bummer in the bullpen? It's just tough. I don't know if setup men get the shine that they should. And for Aaron Bummer to get an All-Star nod, the White Sox would have to be really good at the All-Star game, at the All-Star break, and then they would have to have a manager that is has played him and says, man, that guy is an All-Star, and I'm going to name him to my team. Or the players vote on him, and they say, yeah, there's nobody better in the, as a left-hander in the league than Aaron Bummer. So I think it's bold just because it's position. You know, usually it's starters or closers. But Pine Tar Keyboard, I like it. I like the prediction. It's bold as hell. And Herb, he's got to be the best in order to make the All Star team. He's got to be the best setup man on his own team, which is <laughs> going to be a challenge in a very good for a very good reason for Bummer this year. Yeah, and I hell, I hope they compete like the starters do. Like, yeah, I, great signed Kendall Graveman. I love that. And then Aaron Bummer's like, I'm better than Kendall Graveman today, and I go out and shove it up the next team's ass. Can we <laughs> shove things up people's ass in you on YouTube? Uh, yeah, it's fine. You're not FCC <laughs> our, anymore, so don't worry about it. Don't, there's no, me. there's no 14 second dump, so it doesn't matter. It's already out there. You know, you just got to live with it now. Uh, next bowl prediction, Steven Niss, Dylan C starts game one of the ALDS. Uh, I think this is bold, but it's definitely possible, Vinny. Yeah, it's definitely possible. You know, you, 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 you get what you earn. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, you guys have been talking about how you see that next, another big jump from Dylan C's coming to where he could be one of the better pitchers in baseball. I think the White Sox see that coming too. You talked to Ethan Katz at spring training about 
Dylan Cease, and he's like, yeah, that was fine last year. He can <laughs> he can do much better than that. And you're like, oh, okay. All he did was lead the best rotation in baseball or in the AL in strikeouts. Seemed pretty good to me, but uh, apparently non-plussing the pitching coach. So, uh, yeah, they've got high hopes for him. And listen, if he's got the if he has the best season of any starting pitcher in that rotation, he will get that game one start. We saw Lance Lynn get it last year when he had the best season of any pitcher in that rotation. So uh, I, I think Tony's big on rewarding the guys who earn. Uh, what they what they get, and uh, that is a very big possibility for Dylan C. Sure, I think uh, the ALDS is the second round now with this new playoffs, right? So they'll play that best of three, and then the ALDS. Is that correct? Believe that is correct. Yeah. Hell, it's, it's talking to their existence, Stephen. Get to that second round would be beautiful. I wouldn't be satisfied, but yeah, Dylan C. says the ALDS first game starter. I'm in because that means the White Sox defeated their first opponent and are on their way to the ALDS and hopefully or, the World Series eventually. Or, Herb, it means that they had one of the two best records in the American League and they got a oh, buy into the yes. ALDS. Boom. <laughs> let's do that. Yeah, let's let's avoid any plans. Let's just get to the, the rounds we know. We've already gotten there. I feel like it's a, a video game checkpoint. We have reached the checkpoint. Let's just get there. Let's just and start let's, there and then go. Yeah, sk- skip all the, the BS. Season. Yeah, let's just skip all the BS. Uh, and I, I like it, too, just because if, you know, uh, Cease has that type of season, maybe some of the starting pitching concerns that fans have and that we have uh, get a little bit subsided, too. And if you're, you know, you got Dylan Cease to win AL Cy Young on points bet, uh, plus 1,800 right now. So uh, if you think he's going to start game one of the ALDS, you might as well put some money on that because, uh, you know, if he's that good, uh, the White Sox clearly have shown that they uh, they got top of the, the league uh, pitchers uh, in the staff. Uh, we got Joe Tucci being real bold. Uh, Gio throws another no-no. Uh, if you can find any uh, betting place that will take that bet, Joe, uh, go and place money on it. Because if you somehow call this uh, on April 5th and, and, and call a no-hitter, uh, I think that you'll be pretty uh, kicking yourself uh, for not making any money off of it. Uh, we got Brendan uh, Frawley, the uh, the rush guy, saying Yolbert Sanchez will make his uh, MLB debut this year. Uh, that seems concerning to me because that probably seems that a big injury happens unless Yolbert goes crazy down in the MILB. Any thoughts on Yolbert? Uh, no, he's uh, Yomer's brother, right? <laughs> Is That's he? It? I don't I think believe he... so, no. Okay, he sounds like it. Uh, but why? Yolbert Sanchez ha- is another one of their, uh, their Cuban signings. Uh, why hasn't the whole, Holy Triumvirate come to the Chicago Rush and use that as their logo? Vinny, you would wear it every once in a while? No? What's that? Or, just oh the, yeah, just rush. The, yeah, right. Exactly. The rush, not Chicago rush. Yeah. Right. I I, I really could care less. You know, I or or could not care less whether they brought back the Chicago rush. But please bring back just regular rush. That would be wonderful. Re- require you know Neil Pert coming back from the dead and everything. Oof. But that's okay. Sky point. Uh, I'm reading uh, an article from NBC Sports Chicago from this guy Vinny Duber. So mm. also Sky Point for mm. uh, NBC Sports Chicago. Vinny must be Duber. must be at least a month old. That guy. Uh, yeah, uh, November 10th. Uh, that guy said. Yolbert Sanchez, not to be confused with former Southside second baseman Yolmer Sanchez. So, uh, th- you know, that Vinny Duber uh, saying that I don't think they're related. Uh, any other uh, bold predictions we got here? I think one of them, uh, any uh, 40-40 season for either uh, Tim Anderson or Luis Robert. I don't think uh, Anderson's going to hit 40 homers. But uh, Robert, 40-40 this year, Herb? Oh, 30-30. 30-30 for either oh, Luis or Anderson. I think Luis Robert reaches that easily if he is healthy. Yes. Easily. Even with the, uh, Easily. even on the stolen base front, huh? Yeah, I don't think he's Easily. getting the stolen bases. Yes. 
I think he's getting there because I just think the guy in in his second position in the, in the lineup too uh, plays into that too. He's not top speed in the league like uh, Trey Turner, but he has great speed and he has good stealing bases uh, ability. I think 30-30, if he's healthy, he gets there. We don't. We have not seen a lot of stolen bases from the White Sox in general lately. Even when they have guys who can do it, I even think back to last year when they had Billy Hamilton, right. and we didn't see that many of them. The good thing about Luis Robert is he knows how to do it. I can re- recall. No, I mean I can recall what right. during his rookie season, you know, a few swipes a third and stuff like that. So I mean, like he's a guy that can do it. I would probably pick him to lead the team in that department. Uh, you know, I'm not quite sure what Josh Harrison's speed is like. He seems like an aggressive guy though that could. Could maybe go for a few, but uh, yeah, there was a time there wasn't. Uh, again, I'm you know all the years are bleeding together on me here. But Tim Anderson was wasn't he leading the American League in stolen bases at one point early in one of the last few seasons, um, and then that fell off too. So uh, stolen bases have been have been few and far between for the White Sox. But you always hear from their guys, from everyone, from you know including people who can do it like Luis Robert and Tim Anderson to people like Jose Abreu who probably shouldn't be doing it that they uh, are their goal is to steal more bases so <laughs> it's never it's never for a lack of desire uh, but we just haven't really seen too much of it well it's interesting I'm, too because I mean Robert obviously has the pedigree and so does like Moncada and so does Anderson like it just feels that I think that they're just avoiding it for health reasons we see Moncada and Robert both wear the uh, kind of like the the oven mitt well that's what that's what Robert's Robert's thumb injury you'll remember back right. uh, when he was still in the minor leagues that knocked him out for so long uh I again look at this I can't remember a year for the life of me here but uh <laughs> I can tell you what year every Stones album came out in but I can't tell you pertinent White Sox information uh but L- Luis Roberts sliding into second base that's when he got that thumb injury that really limited his power for that whole year down in the minor league so it's from experience maybe even at this point exile on Main Street 1972 best album of all time all right Her, uh Herb any more stolen bases thoughts or you want to give any uh Stones here I don't know any Stones albums. Um, you know, my fiance is a huge Stones fan. Her mother's a huge Stones fan. You would think, you know, I would be. No, I'm not. I appreciate their music, though. Is there a, a Stones album? The one with the lips on it. All of them. Uh, all of them. Uh, <laughs> with the one with Beast of Burden on it. That's Some Girls, 1978. There yeah. you go. All right. Uh, <laughs> Sticky Fingers. 1971. Uh, Got to get that one with the real zipper on the cover, too. We, we've that covered we that, Lawrence. We, we've Lawrence, covered that. You got to listen to the show. <laughs> um, all right, we should wrap this up before we start getting. What's the one from the nineties? Goathead Soup. Goat Connor. Goathead Soup is nineteen seventy three. That's a very good oh, one too. There's really. were several from the nineties. There was course, a, yeah. a Viper Demon or something like that. It was a blue one. It was a blue album cover. Black and blue. Yeah. Well, there's Bridges to Babylon. There's, there's, yeah, there's Steel Wheels. That's around that t- time too. Yeah. Yeah. Bridges to Babylon is where we're going to end this Chicago White Sox podcast, the <laughs> 1990s uh, Rolling Stone album. Thank you for listening to the CHGO White Sox podcast. The man down there in the bubble is Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. Got to give a shout out to our producers, uh, Stevie Nicholas and Kevin Wells. Kevin uh, running the board for the first time and did a great job so thank you Kevin on that for Vinny Duber our CHGO White Sox beat writer you could check out his thoughts on the Johnny Cueto signing if you remember at allchgo.com and you can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber you can follow CHGO White Sox on Twitter at CHGO underscore White Sox I'm Sean Anderson and we will talk to you tomorrow for our season predictions for the 2022 White Sox